0: six months since the last episode approximately six months and it's also been about a year since it started so mm. apologies for the long lapse in episodes I've been getting settled in my new home this is actually I think the first episode that is totally in person actually no our first episode of season one was also in person but this is one of the rare in-person episodes that's not an online interview uh, Polenia is now officially Polenia. Before Polenia it was Pelé Network, And we just released a new explainer video. Uh, you can find it on www.polenia.online And I believe it does a great job of explaining what we're trying to do. And hopefully this podcast can help explain kind of the philosophy and the theories and the, the essence of why we're doing it because it's an important i believe it's the most important thing going on in the world i don't think we would have so much war so much division so much hatred so much anger so much fighting in our societies if 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 the media was fixed that's mm-hmm. kind of like my base belief here and that's what got me going on this whole mission about 10 years ago now so professor Grayballs, welcome to the studio Hey! Also, your Look. kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. So we're live in Pune, Hawaii, and why don't you give us a brief introduction to Professor Grayball's work?
1: Well, yeah. I like I like music videos a lot, and I'm curious about how they comment on society and potentially shape shape us, um, and going about it in a comical, fun way. But it's kind of hard to talk about specific music videos when, uh, you know, it's audio and we're not looking at them.
0: Sure. We don't have to do that today. We don't have to. But think. the the general theme of it, you would say, is what? Like, the, we can talk about MTV, right? <laughs> that started the whole music video
1: craze. Well, I guess I could talk about why I like them in the first place. As far as media goes, entertainment goes, I feel like it's the perfect... Uh, media to have around at almost any time and that you don't really have to pay attention to it Mm -hmm. you can look away and it just becomes music that you're listening to (laughs) Uh, you can have conversations with other people around you and you're probably uh, that can be just background music for your conversation whatever activity you're doing. Uh, but also, if you want to engage, it's there. You can look at it, maybe get a story out of it, maybe uh, just get the feeling that it's putting putting towards you. Uh, and it's short, you know? You don't have to uh, watch several seasons of it. To get the picture. To get the whole to get the story. To get the whole story.
0: And... <laughs> There's something about music videos like you just said where if you're watching a series with a friend or watching a movie and like you inter- you just start talking to comment on something and you might have to press pause and rewind <laughs> or you might have missed something like I have a pet peeve where I I don't really like when someone starts talking during anything that we're watching together which is why I watch most of my media alone <laughs> but I know people do that people had like game of thrones watching parties and game. I went to one once, and it drove me nuts because people we're kept wa- saying, people words. kept talking things and like making jokes or like flirting or whatever. And I'm just like, hey, we're watching Game of Thrones here. Like, why did you guys come if you don't want to like pay attention to every line? Because as we know, every line is very important. It matters in that in and in good media. It should matter. I, I agree. Like, there's nothing left out. By the way, uh, there's a really great flick on Netflix right now. It's a French film by Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Big Bug. I highly recommend it. Okay. Uh, It goes against the whole woke culture that Netflix has embraced Uh (laughs) of of late. And it's by a legendary filmmaker. So I wanted to bring that up real quick. So the guy that did Amelie. I believe so, yeah. And okay. the City of Lost Children, I think that's yeah. what it was called. Okay. And uh, what's the apocalypse one? Delicatessen. Delicatessen. Yeah. Also, so, Alien versus No, Alien Resurrection. He did that? Yeah. No. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Legendary filmmaker, great, great filmmaker, and a really cool film. And we're taking it away real quick, but I'm sure we could loop it back. There's something really fascinating about a lot of French films, because they have a much smaller budget... Than Hollywood films, mm. a lot of the good ones. Like if you send Le Diner de Con, uh, the Dinner of Assholes, mm. uh, it's a classic where all these rich guys bring like stupid people they find on trains to a dinner, and they see you can bring the stupidest person, <laughs> uh-huh. but no one knows that they're part of this competition, right? So everyone's there like bringing in their inventions or their ideas, and then all these rich people are secretly just like smirking. <sighs> Uh, but, like, that's a good example. This film, Big Bug, is a good example. It all takes place in one set, like theater. Yeah, like theater. Yeah, it's all just taking place in one place. And if you can watch a whole movie that's all on the same set and you're entertained the whole way through, I believe that's what characterizes a good piece of media. It's a good story, good characterization. There's there's a good plot. There's a good plot arc here, and you're able to sit through it. But I don't know a single American film... Uh, recently anyway, or any mainstream type of film that only has one setting. Oh, yeah. I can think of a few. Yeah? Yeah. Well, anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, the mark of a good film, good great film, I recommend it. Uh, back to music videos. Okay.
1: Well, and we don't really have to talk about music videos the whole time. It's basically, I don't know, it's probably better to get into the philosophy of why I
0: even care about this about music videos or about what's happened to to art as such
1: well i guess it uh it all is any any view you have on art or whatever is shaped by your i guess your own personal philosophy how you see the world and for me personally that's been evolving uh, pretty rapidly i think over the last couple of decades and uh how so because I, I used to uh, be pretty into like politics. It's was like a, a way to, to shape, shape this world. You know, if we could just get <laughs> the We're, right
0: uh, suit-wearing suit person <laughs> in there. Just get the right sociopath in there to make rules for us. Things will get better. It'll all
1: get better. It'll all straighten out real good. And, yeah, campaign for Obama... And then he got in there, and I realized, oh, this is this is all horseshit. This is all the same thing. And then I, <laughs> <laughs> then I campaigned for Ron Paul, who I love, I still love. Oh yeah. And
0: uh, oh, but, wait, hang on a second. I do think some changes would have been made if Ron Paul was elected. Yeah, yeah. If he abolished the Fed, I think mm-hmm. we'd be in a much different world right now. Yeah. And this is a cryptocurrency project and podcast, so I think many listeners may agree. That might be true. If he got away with it. Yeah. Well, it's
1: powerful just hearing the message, just the the topics of conversation. So if you've got a guy like Ron Paul who's in there talking about ending the Fed, which I'd never heard of before. Uh I never even thought about. (laughs) And it opened up this whole world to me that I didn't know existed. Just that train of thought it's like this legal like the highest
0: possible level of robbery you can have Absolutely. on a civilization completely legal made by people that are unelected officials mm-hmm. like it's it's ludicrous and no one knows about it uh, yeah well not no one i mean fortunately more and more people are waking up to it but mm. that leads us to media right like why the media the, why does the news not cover that why does nothing why does no one talk about it
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, why? Why not? I guess because it, it would mess up their the Fed people get upset, <laughs> and they
0: make they make money. They literally make money. So they're the only people that really actually make money. <laughs> you know, we all although we earn it, maybe yeah, <laughs> we beg for it. <laughs> Have you heard the conspiracy theory about the Titanic and the Fed? No. Yeah. Um, It's an interesting theory. I don't want to derail the conversation that hasn't started yet, but this is better than the Netflix (laughs) (laughs) So essentially, um, the Federal Reserve was something that needed to be passed by Congress, by the institutions of government. Mm. And there were a few key members of Congress on the Titanic that were quite opposed to creating the Fed. Okay. and it was what Woodrow Wilson right was the president at the time yeah mm-hmm. and uh J.P. Morgan supposedly owned the Titanic I think okay. it was J.P. Morgan some rich guy I mean we don't even need to have names right we just go uh, okay super rich elitist <laughs> owns Titanic uh super influential politicians on Titanic mm-hmm. Titanic sinks yes <laughs> and uh because of that you know according to this theory the the fed was able to become a reality yeah now whether i'm not a sailor or captain i have no idea if if that has anything to do with why it sunk or anything to that nature but it is an interesting theory just to think about things like that i mean conspiracy theories everywhere uh and i do think this does relate a lot to media we're totally not on music videos but uh jfk is a good example you have all these kind of unsolved mysteries especially in politics or things that like the case was never closed you know yeah. even 911 the 911 commission that was supposed to investigate it all they didn't do a very good job they didn't really like cover everything they and then
1: a, few, a pretty big building. Yeah, with, they, they, with, they forgot a whole building. Was building seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a pretty big one that fell down by itself at five thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. That no plane hit. <laughs> that pretty much fell
0: fell the speed of gravity. Well, I think they said it was because of debris, right? Like debris from the other buildings uh, like, and scattered flew fires. miles away. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, there's these like unsolved like cases that just get brushed under the rug. Even the COVID lab leak theory, right? Like Mm. that was a big deal in the beginning. And now it's like almost like everyone is almost like in agreement that it came out of a lab yet Mm. no media covers it, no one's talking about it. Just brush it under the rug.
1: Well, they probably feel silly about their initial story that it came from bad bat meat. At the wet market, yeah, <laughs> it just happened to be in the same town as this lab that's been studying COVID for the past decade or two. It's a weird coincidence that Fauci's been involved in funding it and mm-hmm. or whatever. But, but no, it was this guy that ate bad bat meat. We we saw him.
0: <laughs> we saw him cook it. We, we saw, saw him eat the meat.
1: Yeah, we knew it was bad. We didn't tell him though.
0: But do you think that's what it is? I mean, have you ever read any Noam Chomsky? A little bit. I mean, you're yeah. familiar with Mem Chomsky. I don't know. There's a great <laughs> <laughs> uh, manufacturing consent content. Yeah. But the book where the T is, it's also like a hidden S, right? So you're, they're manufacturing content, but they're manufacturing consent with the content. Uh, and so politics for decades now have worked with the media to kind of shape narratives so they can get public, public opinion to sway in their favor for them to pass certain whatever be laws or wars Mm. or whatever like weapons of mass destruction (laughs) yeah um so all these all these things are happening all over the place i i personally don't actually believe it's because they don't want to say oh we made a mistake whoops no i think they're blatantly just lying and Mm. making sure that the masses don't hear certain truths that come out I think uh, it's the politically correct thing to say is that they're embarrassed or they, they, they won't come out later and say, oh, well, we were wrong. Like JFK uh, wasn't shot by that guy way over there, you know, and it came to his head to the other direction or whatever it was. Like, no, uh, that's the story. We're running with it. Mm-hmm. And it was actually the secret uh, group that meets all
1: the time that is paid for by taxes that everybody knows about the CIA all do, <laughs> doing crazy stuff all over the globe never been one positive thing that's ever come out and the CIA has done
0: well that, that's that a subjective <clears throat> well arguably who knows right
1: who what knows? is what is
0: uh yeah i guess what is positive right and even if a positive thing a subjectively positive thing were to come out of some latin american country that got fucked by the CIA or <laughs> wherever <laughs> Uh, how long would it last? Yeah. I mean, I like not to be a downer, but I feel like corruption is always bound to happen when you have centralized forms of control. Yeah, also known as a government.
1: Right. It's it's just funny that there's so many people that are like, I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but meanwhile. Everybody knows that any of these tax dollars that we got going to the federal government, some of that is going to this group of people that is meeting secretly, conspiring together Monday through Friday, sometimes on weekends, sometimes on holidays, sometimes do, overtime. Yeah, sometimes overtime to have a secret budget where they can go all over the world and do secret stuff. The
0: CIA is this group. That's what you're referring to. Yeah. Right, right. And it's legally secret. It's like, Yeah. Uh, Any any decl
1: that's their job (laughs) is to secretly conspire. (laughs) And yet people are like, I don't believe in that stuff.
0: (laughs) And then meanwhile they did this big rebranding over the last few years. Did you notice Mm. that? Mm. Well even like I'm a big fan of the, the Joe Rogan experience, and they got Mike Baker on there all the time now, and he's the ex-CIA guy who's now a private contractor, and he's always just kind of filling in the gaps for everyone. Like, oh, he says it's okay, so that means you know, the CIA's not doing that stuff anymore. Right. Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 was on there years ago uh-huh. saying that the CIA contacted him because he they wanted to change their image uh-huh. and they're going to get ready to release the UFO stuff. And Tom was always really into aliens and stuff, so they got a hold of him. Yeah. And he was saying that years ago. And funny enough, it turned out to be kind of true as they they did start rebranding themselves. And now I think uh, I'm not the person to speak about this because I haven't really been following it, but there's like more and more alien stories coming out or different navy officers
1: well to derail to something i've been watching personally yesterday i was watching close encounters of the fifth kind documentary that had tom delong in it uh-huh. <laughs> that, yeah it's about making physical contact with aliens and how you can do it mm. and this this odd this odd situation where the government where they're like okay yeah, we're gonna to lie to other people about the aliens, but uh, now we're gonna say, okay, aliens are real.
0: <laughs> so, so where's the line here in like uh, a Tom DeLong documentary and CNN, right? Like, what what amount of this information is gonna be super public mainstream? What amount of it is gonna be like you gotta do a little digging? What amount of it is gonna be like that's a conspiracy when you dig even deeper?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It seems
0: like it would
1: be, you know, putting myself in the position of people that are trying to manipulate society. It seems like the more confusion, the better. Right. As long as people are confused, then they are probably going to be a little scared, a little unsure.
0: And that's all all good for business. And that's the whole Trump fiasco, too. It's like, oh, let's drain the swamp. COVID's not real. Blah, blah, blah. It's like just creating more confusion. Mm-hmm. Throw it in that pot here. Yeah. You know. Pretty soon, you got people that
1: are anti-war being uh, super
0: pro-war now. Super pro-war. <laughs> I yeah. read that Matt mm-hmm. Taibbi article the other day. Yeah,
1: yeah. Get, the, get them flipping.
0: It's genius, really. And if yeah. it weren't so fucking evil, I would say this is admirably genius. Right. I think I think it's great. <laughs> it adds to the
1: intrigue of this amazing story that is our life. That uh, we get to have this like epic. Potentially epic villain to go after—that is uh, this this dark force in this universe. You know, if we're trying to spread this light, then we got a we got a fun challenge ahead of us. Do you have light when the dark
0: force is eradicated? What happens then?
1: Um, no, you still got darkness. It's all it's no, inside it's never, of us. It's ne- <laughs> yeah, well, it's never gonna
0: go away. Well, you yeah. just learn to communicate with it and, and work with it. Yeah, that's the the light worker theory that I can't really find an ending to it's like okay right. so we find the jeffrey epstein bosses clients right like you take you take them out you figure it all out right hmm. uh and then the world's this beautiful loving place like and then what and, where's uh, the story and we're humans like we, we operate on stories right yeah. so if there's no more villain if there's no more conflict well, where does it come from
1: right yeah because the story continues and there's still it just uh, hopefully appears on more of an interpersonal level. Maybe that's it.
0: Yeah. Instead it's of like, like you got to have a conversation
1: with uh, your buddy because he didn't help you with your yard project writer. You know.
0: After he, he promised he would. He promised he would. He <laughs>
1: broke a promise to you.
0: you so those a, are our conflicts now. Instead of like hyperinflation due to extravagant, uh, extravagant reporting on on wars (laughs) or whatever you want to call it yeah um or um yeah right that's a good way of looking at it it becomes the interpersonal journey so
1: music videos (laughs) but so if this darkness that we're talking about though um exists so ingrained you know it's not just the I don't view it as just you know, this elite group of people that's trying to manipulate things. Because uh, another a philosophy that I got turned on to a little bit around the Ron Paul time, or you know, he was a gateway into these, these types of thinking, is how we're running society in general, which is taxation, which essentially is robbery. It's an armed robbery, it's a forced payment which can be considered as violence. So if that's the case, then we're running society on violence.
0: And coercion, yeah. And coercion. Not to mention, they print $6 trillion, and then, like, why are we paying taxes to pay for roads if they're just making money?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make much sense. So, yeah, we've got some darkness at the heart of how this whole Mm -hmm. shebang is being run. And uh, so... Now, do you think that's
0: intentional? Do you think it was, uh, has been really, intentional since the beginning? I don't think beginning? it matters. Right. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I think it kind of matters. I mean,
1: it's a, it's, as far as intrigue in the story, it matters. <laughs>
0: Plot twist. <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it really does matter when your objectives in life are to gain more material goods mm. and things right and accumulate Mm -hmm. and when your values are to have more it requires money and money more money more taxes Mm -hmm. more problems and so yeah
1: and even if your your motive in life is just like i'm just going to exist as a person this this thing really throws in a big big monkey wrench into
0: that the taxes yeah yes and no i mean yeah property taxes those things you can't avoid like you could sign off from buying things at the store you can sign off from making money you can live off the grid you can grow all your own food uh you can figure out how to not have to drive <laughs> like you can figure out all this shit but then you know unless the land i mean it doesn't matter the land you're on someone's paying taxes somewhere right, right.
1: <laughs> yeah unless you've uh, figured something cool cool out
0: well maybe then someone we'll else is paying it and we'll not you but know. still like <laughs> yeah. it's still just the same energy You you have to play along with Right. You have to. Yes. Yeah. I heard an interesting idea about colonizing Mars and how when resources are so scarce, you can't really have such a big discrepancy like in wealth. Mm. So if you were to have a colony of a million thousand people, whatever a thousand people going to Mars to start a new colony and Elon Musk was part of it and you and I were a part of it. Elon Musk wouldn't be living in the same luxurious you know, lifestyle that he would be living on here because resources just are scarcer. Now, he probably still would be whatever. I don't even know. Eating better or having a nicer couch maybe, but the discrepancy wouldn't be as as high. That's that's the idea I heard.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Whether or not that could happen or not, I don't know.
1: I don't know either. I don't know about this Mars business. So what happens, Shawnee?
0: Okay. Great walls. Professor.
1: (laughs) Here's here's how i see it and it's going to take a minute here of uh hopefully not getting derailed to get into this thing music videos uh, right so <laughs> <laughs> and as far as music videos go, you know, i uh i don't have a website that exists yet <laughs> <laughs> it's coming i gotta get this professor shit down uh
0: just a quick note here professor grayball might be the guest for a while on this uh podcast if i keep going
1: yeah <laughs> In-house resident guests. Yeah. got nothing going on. No website as of yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what happens? What
0: happens, Professor?
1: So here's a here's how I'm looking at it. If because uh, I, I was raised as a a Christian boy in a, in a church. Me too. And that you know usually is people telling you, hey, there's this God thing that exists and has created everything which uh, I've gone back and forth on in my life. But at this point, I feel like it's undeniably true that there is three forms of God in this realm that we're in. One being nature. uh, One another being ourselves. This view that is coming out of our skulls that we get to watch this movie. Every, every day. The cockpit. We're in
0: like, the cockpit. all your senses are kind of all up here, right? Like, mm-hmm. the main ones. You're hearing, you're smelling, you're s- tasting, you're seeing. It's all up here in the cockpit. Yeah. And you can't see it. You only see the rest of your body. Right. That always tripped me out. That's true, yeah.
1: Cool. How about that? So, yeah, we get, we're get we in the cockpit. And I view the third God as our, our connection to one another. We can mm-hmm. literally make people relating or like we can make babies
0: humans make more life
1: when we get together yeah we can make more life and we can create all kinds i mean we can create some cool stuff by ourselves but we can create all that's
0: the biggest miracle we can create all kinds of stuff this big bundle of love pops out of a vagina Mm -hmm. and it just makes you so happy Smiles so much you know my baby girl i wrote a letter to her last night oh i'm like how are you so full of joy when your parents are like, we can be asshole, Not to her, but I just mean like, it's not like our environment is super full of love. Like we're fighting mm-hmm. sometimes, we're stressed out sometimes, mm-hmm. but she's just always so full of love and joy and so happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We made that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's right. It's pretty incredible. So that's the form of God is so those are the creating together. Nature, ourselves, our connection with one another. I guess you can just say our connection with nature. That's uh that could be the same thing. so which if that's if that's true, this makes this property tax, especially the property tax, even more twisted because it's this entity, the government, saying that it lays claim over all of real God. Hmm. And that leads us, also God, to pay for just being a part of it.
0: Being here. Being here. Being a
1: citizen. And another twisted aspect to this is uh, this entity, government, could be viewed as a legit fake god. Like a an antichrist.
0: It's or, a religion. It's a religion. Yeah. Going to vote is a ritual. Yes. Paying your taxes is what? It's paying the tithe. you No and
1: it's belief in this higher power that can fix society's problems
0: and it consumes people's thoughts and beliefs and creativity yes making you worry
1: and it will it could live forever as you know we, we die eventually but that could live forever as long as people keep believing in it mm. And it's not just government. There's as there are three real gods, there are three fake gods. So you got government, and you got organized religion. And you've got corporations. Government, organized religion, and corporations. The holy trinity of fake God. You say fake or dark or whatever word you want to use it's definitely these are definitely entities people are believing in turning to Mm -hmm. to solve societies or their own personal woes or you know just to to put their belief and hope and prayers into into which is everything which is everything
0: yeah, The concepts of like mind over matter and how your thoughts are so powerful, even mm-hmm. like just praying. It's not simply hokey pokey like praying to a god or whatever. It's because like you're trying to make a reality happen. Mm-hmm. And you do that constantly enough and you focus on it and you can. But we do cool. that all the time. Whether or not it's focused and with good intention, it's a different question, but we do that. And that's where this age-old ritual of praying comes from. We mm-hmm. call it manifesting now, or whatever the hell you want to go with it. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're giving that to what you're calling a fake God, it's your whole soul. Yeah. <laughs> it's your livelihood. Yeah. That's interesting, man. Uh huh. That's the and grand. Here's what? That's the grand conspiracy. That's the grand
1: conspiracy. Right. It's the big one. And here's the, here's the,
0: another little twist to yeah, it. Before you give me that twist, I just want to say we're only 30 minutes into this. And we've gone from music videos to the to the deepest forms of what God is. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty good projectory here. <laughs> we got another thirty minutes to go.
1: Oh, this is a timed <laughs> event. So what's the twist? <laughs> all right. Well, the other, the the big sinister twist, as far as conspiracy goes, is you know just like the real three gods, our collaboration with each other with nature uh, to create all kinds of whatever we create, usually beauty and um, kids, babies. (laughs) Uh, It's like that with the fake gods too. Governments, organized religion, corporations, uh, us personally, we are not allowed to straight up own property. We're always paying this property tax, which is rent. But the only entities that can straight up own a property, especially like here in America. The uh, government? The government well, has, what he has allowed organized religion to have that privilege. Oh, really? They don't have to pay a property tax on their, they don't oh, have to right. pay a tax. not
0: pay tax at all. That's
1: right, because they're, they're good buddies. They're being fake God together. So what? <laughs> same with corporations. They get all these special deals as far as mm-hmm. this taxation situation goes because they're fake God
0: friends. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt if there's more where this goes. But I have a question. That's good. That's good for now. Okay. Yeah. So where I come in here, and maybe this is where we steer the conversation, is where it comes to belief. And once again, I highly believe this relates to media in regards to what we believe. Because like right now, if those three fake gods, government, religion, and corp, who are the priests? The fucking media. Mm-hmm. The priests are the media. Yeah. Are those fuckers on on the screen talking about the news? Right. Mm-hmm. Like okay. <sighs> Uh, I'm gonna write that in the notes. Priests, media. Okay, so the priests of the media, fake gods. Uh, what about the just the the belief? I don't even know if I want to say the word belief, but like, who the fuck said anyone can own land? Right right and i know everyone will say this the indigenous cultures all over the world like when the white man came the, they just share everything because they don't have a concept of ownership mm. Like take our women take you know take our food take whatever yeah like everything is everyone's and like this oh this is our land now you can't be here like what like what so simply by like it's funny you use the example take our women well it was my first example too <laughs> well that's what they did and then know, venereal disease funny. and you know <laughs> but like just it's example of uh, claiming ownership. Yeah, well, they're still agricultural <laughs> societies, right? So they still have this ownership thing, right? Yeah. Not all the time, but I think a lot of them still did. Mm-hmm. Not every indigenous culture was pure of of monogamy or this idea of you own your wife and your kids for more work. Yeah. Uh, but excuse me if that was an offensive thing to say. But that no, was,
1: was like was uh, it's twisted in that we're talking about. We can't loan land, but then they, but then they're <laughs> like, oh, but
0: you can have our women. <laughs> uh, well, maybe I'm maybe maybe I'm incorrect there. Maybe that wasn't the case. Maybe it was one or the other. Because I know the idea of monogamy and and owning your wife or whatever does come from agriculture, mm. right? And just why it's a big deal if you want to know who, if that kid, if you are the father, because mm. then if not, you don't have to support it, like. Uh, or if it is, it becomes your asset to help work on the land. So maybe that's not true. Uh, but I know a lot of these indigenous cultures were still agricultural in nature. Mm. But anyway, uh, I think my point was made is they shared everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, the priests are the media. So then what happens when you're you're busy subscribing to to these beliefs that land can be owned? I mean, I suppose it's just all part of the picture, right? So if you say, well, I'm a follower of these three real gods then what? I don't pay taxes. I don't believe you can own land. Like, There's obviously extreme people that kind of go that route, and that's mm-hmm. not necessarily the right route to go because it doesn't mean the fake odds don't exist. We're still living in their reality, yeah. right? We're still living in – I don't even want to say their rules because I don't want to give them that, right? Mm-hmm. But I still, I still personally, I believe that there are ways to think – ways to shape your reality to where you're kind of like, you acknowledge that those fake gods exist and that world exists. Mm -hmm. And this is probably why most of us are here (laughs) where we are on this island, right? Is because we, we don't subscribe to that. And it doesn't mean we don't pay taxes. It doesn't mean we don't have to own land in order to build on it or grow food on it. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, to me, it's more of a foundational part of how we view reality. Do you believe land can be owned if you don't think twice about that then it's kind of like you're automatically in this realm of the fake gods if you do think twice about it it's like wait a minute like how do you own land on the earth like if it's not for coercion if it's not for violence then there's no concept of any of that Mm -hmm. the the protection of personal property like Mm -hmm. um, so then that leads to a shift in your perspective of how you kind of hate to say this but manifest the reality in front of you Mm -hmm. to where it's like, yeah, I pay my taxes. Do I do it right or not? I don't know. But have I ever been bothered? Mm. That's, you know, I mean, how many people do we know here that don't follow any of those rules and they've never been bothered? Yeah. Um, There's quite a few. And along the same lines is those people that don't follow the rules and they are still bothered. So uh, I guess the the conversational point I'm trying to bring up is where do our thoughts and beliefs fit in to these gods Mm. and how we play with them? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs>
1: good I mean, it's a good question. To me, that's the next question. How do we how do we work or, work around these gods? How do we play with these gods? Yeah.
0: I don't know. So let's let's, 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 let's take it home now. I believe that we can start shaping new realities for sake of the analogy towards these real gods uh, with media yeah <laughs> straight up mm-hmm. and i do believe profit biased media is the reason that these priests have so much power uh, that these fake gods uh, government religion and corporations have so much power uh, it's because the priests broadcasting the message all are trying to make more money and that money equals influence when you have Mm -hmm. influence you're going to try to keep it and and make sure you know it's not it's not shifted away from you because the under the peons down there are are changing their minds about things Mm -hmm. if you can make make is such a bland word if you could develop or cultivate a i use the term network because that's what i'm doing all the time Online, But if you could cultivate a community, a global community, uh, a group, uh, if you could cultivate the production of media, all forms of media, not just news, but mm-hmm. movies, series, anything, entertainment, music videos, mm-hmm. if, if you can cultivate that without the profit bias, you can cultivate something more pure. And now that's not to say there's not artists out there that are doing pure art and making money. Like, that's great. But uh, big celebrities don't happen without big media, right? And those big paychecks don't come in without big media. So the experiment that is Polenia, that is Dow is how can we start creating the art that that the media, the content, that the world can start shifting their mentality by while still bringing in funds <laughs> making money <laughs> earning money mm. to subsist on it because the fact of the matter is is these fake gods have such a stranglehold to where it's it's not so simple to just de- unsubscribe like oh, i'm gonna live with the real gods now like no, you don't have that option you mm. can't do that Side note, you know, in, uh, in Hindu culture, you have wandering sadhus, like wandering holy men. And there is a place in their society to just, nah, I'm done. Mm. And you become a, you become a, a monk. Mm. And you're just homeless, and people give you food, and you don't pay taxes, you don't own anything, and you're just there. It's interesting, they allow that, mm. right? That's, that's like embedded in thousands of years of tradition.
1: Sounds nice. As an option. But it's nice to I don't know, I think it's fun to like I said before, kinda of play the game. I mean it can be it can be frustrating if you if you let it, but there's yeah, you're just like operating in this very strange world where you're under like some some crazy gods. You're under the rule of some psychopaths and you're uh, just trying to operate in a way that, or at least I am trying to operate in a way that pays as little attention to them as possible. Meanwhile, just building, hopefully building things that um, don't need them and would, you know, just hopefully they'll they'll go away when they're just not needed by enough people that's the that's the hope it's how familiar are you with Bitcoin theory
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> just uh just enough just enough familiar because that's one of the main components of the hardcore Bitcoin maximalist is you know enough people using Bitcoin enough people not using their dollars to transact because you know money is an important technology for communicating value right yeah. for transferring if enough people aren't using their money not paying taxes for it eventually they become irrelevant yeah. unless they start figuring their shit out and offering shit that people want and they're like okay i'll, I'll use your dollar for that because it's valuable right? right but as it's come to now like any time i use your dollars is just to pay for wars and shit yeah. whatever it is <laughs> Uh, but that—that that is kind of one of the hardcore yoga, th- uh, yoga, um, <laughs> bitcoin, bitcoin theories. It could be amazing. There's, uh...
1: yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I had a thought, but I will like it left me.
0: Mm. Well, just to close on that note about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is I don't think the media has done a great job with those thoughts and ideas and at the same time it's super taboo to talk about, you know, like let's bring down the government by using bitcoin, right? Like that's not exactly an accepted topic all over the place, although it's becoming a bit more accepted, but mm-hmm. point in case is if if the media did a better job If we, as Bitcoiners, as crypto people, as people that believe in this, if we started transforming the way we made media and created the content that did try to shed light on this stuff, even if it's subconscious, very subtle. Mm -hmm. right even if like we were supposed to talk about music videos today and the programming inside of these stories sometimes and you could talk about product placement just all this stuff you watch a movie and it has all these agendas in it because Mm -hmm. that's how hollywood makes money and that's how their partners make money and that's how their producers make money Uh, and that's just the way that's just been the nature of that industry and so if we're able to kind of shift away from that and be like hey i'm making this it's still entertainment it's still like fun to watch but it's pure and it's just, it's an expression of whatever the story is, and it's for the audience and me. It's mm-hmm. not for this intermediary of dollars. Yeah. Uh, and see what happens. And I, I, I am curious what happens if, that, if, that, if Bitcoin, if that culture can kind of embrace that, that theory. And that is one thing that Plenty of DAO, what we really want to explore, is what happens when we start making content purely within that realm, funded by the audiences, right? Funded by us, the mm-hmm. people that want to see it. Like we fund it, mm-hmm. and we've seen it start to happen with Patreon, with GoFundMe, and all that. But you still got the intermediary there mm. of the platform, right? So, when when communities become the creators, question mark? Right. What
1: happens? Yeah. Hopefully, love and freedom. would be great. Any final words, Professor Grayballs? Well. I guess if we were gonna take it back to, to music videos for a second, even though it, you know, um, yeah, we can take it back to music videos for a second and talk about how, why we even talk about them at all is because MTV was uh, a channel that uh, played, played them and for a decade or so and then got out of that game for, for some reason. Got into the reality TV show game. Or that's what it seems like it plays all the time. And then now we got this wonderful internet where music videos exist on it. Um, But many of those are on YouTube. And it seems like Vivo, this company called Vivo, has bought a lot of these music videos. And they are you know, in it for the the money, they're making those advertising dollars on this uh, this product. And you can tell that it's not much about the art that it is about these advertising dollars because almost every music video and every video on YouTube is getting ruined at the end by the next video pop-ups mm. that is coming up. And I don't understand why people aren't furious at the at this medium for messing up the ending of so many millions of pieces of art. And it's very interesting to me. It's as interesting as the phenomenon of people not questioning Building 7. Why aren't people questioning the ending of their favorite pieces of art getting ended, getting ruined with um, this a very popular streaming service? It makes me very curious about the, uh, just the psyches of humans. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right well that's a good teaser for uh the next episode we do about music videos <laughs> strictly strictly uh, about music videos well thanks for joining me professor gray balls thanks for having me a wild gersh man <laughs> all right thanks for listening online. check out the new video and um yeah feel free to be in touch on twitter plenia dow we'll talk to you soon